Blog Talk Radio. This is that feeling that you get right before you pull into the water box or right after you do your burnout. Check them straps. Roll your neck a little bit. Take a couple deep breaths. You're bumping it in. And you let go. Well, this is the time at the bottom and you know you crushed it. You get the 500 foot out. You start beating the pedal out of that thing. You get to the finish line. You knock on the drop on. Whatever you do. <laughs> this is that feeling right here. Comments or opinions stated, expressed, or implied are not necessarily those of Wheels Up Radio or its sponsors. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Founded in 1968, Sassy Racing Engines, your supercharged Hemi Superstore, has become the preeminent builder of not only Hemi tractor pulling engines, but drag racing engines as well. Their engines have won over 40 NTPA Pro Pulling League championships, including the 2014 East Coast Pro Comp Association Drag Racing Championship. Can't find what you're looking for? Be sure to check out their large inventory at www.sassyracingengines.com or give the shop a call at 603-529-2814. Well, good evening, everybody. It's Wheels Up Radio Live. Well, sort of live. Uh, Obviously, first off, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to all of you from the team here at Wheels Up Radio. You know, as I'm sure you're aware, we like we do every year, we take Thanksgiving week off, um, but we uh, still continue to provide you with the best coverage in the sportsman racing universe. But with that being said, we've chosen a fine episode of Wheels Up Radio to keep you entertained while we are off this week. We are going to be returning live next Wednesday night with Wheels Up Radio. Um, we have chosen the live show from Englishtown. Um, as the episode du jour for everybody. Uh, it's the third annual Wheels Up Radio live show presented by S&W Performance Group. Our featured class this year was Top Sportsman, and rest assured, the boys don't disappoint. So with that being said, I would like to, as soon as I find it, because I can never remember where I put stuff out Let's see. Here it is. Turkey Week break. Have a good time, everybody. Enjoy this episode. And now, insurance-minded speeches from Geico. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. 
Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Founded in 1959, S&W Performance Group is known worldwide as the leader in drag race chassis development and innovation. Their custom-built, award-winning S&W race cars are used by many of the leading NHRA and IHRA professional nostalgia and sportsman racing. Their 27,000-square-foot headquarters houses a full line of affordable chassis kits, roll bars and roll cages, suspension parts, rollers to complete race cars, and much more. Specialized made in the USA bolt-on products by S&W Race Parts, CamaroGuys.com, and MustangGuys.com are used by do-it-yourselfers and professionals around the world. S&W Rod Parts are designed for use in custom cars, pro street cars, pro touring cars, street rods, and rat rods. Specialized components are also produced for off-road trucks, and RVs. The commercial division, S&W Precision Specialties, provides water jet cutting, MIG and TIG welding, sheet metal forming, round or rectangular tube bending, and a full service machine shop that includes custom built trophies and awards. For more information, visit www.swracecars.com or call 800-523-3353. Everybody who knows about Top Sports and Racing 
um, in the NHRA. It's a little bit um, newer for the NHRA guys, um, but Top Sportsman has been around for many, many years. Uh, started off in IHRA and then kind of worked its way up to the NHRA ranks and just recently became a uh, where the uh, national events focused on them and actually has a national championship. But first, I'm going to introduce you to the uh, five gentlemen we have here right now. Uh, Ed Foley, I believe, is uh, still doing his hair, so um, uh, he'll be over shortly. Uh, but we'll kick things off. Uh, first up is uh, Mr. Ronnie Proctor. Hey. Say a little bit about yourself there, Ronnie. Hey, how you doing? Only one, well, one of very few in the class that has any class and does drive a Ford. But, you know, give no class. I can't race, but I can look pretty. <laughs> uh, next up is Brian Connery. Pleasure to be here. Um, honored to be sitting amongst these guys, these competitors. Glad to have you. Next up is kind of the newbie, I guess you would say, to Top Sportsman Racing, uh, even though he's kind of. Not new to top racing with top dragster, but top sportsman is uh, John Taylor. How you doing? Uh, John Taylor. Uh, I got a 55 Chevy, new to class. Um, joined my second national event. And uh, I'll tell you, I've had more fun than ever running this class. Next up, the crazy man himself. John Glenn Palouse drives Vinny Gallucci's GTO. And I have to whoop all these guys' butts this weekend. <laughs> if you can't tell, Glenn's probably from right around the English Town area with the yeah. forget about it. How you doing? How you doing? And then last but not least is Chris's favorite buddy and buddy of Reels Up Radio, Fast Freddie Perkins. Good evening. How's everybody doing? Thanks for having me. Fast Freddie Perkins driving a J&E sponsored one of three vehicles. And Glenn's got to get off my lap pretty soon. <laughs> So just uh, by the pre in, the pre uh, uh, deal with these guys was is trust me it's going to be a very interesting uh, show very interesting interviews with these guys um, as we all know this is the third annual uh, Wheels Up Radio Live um, program here at English Town Raceway Park uh, first year was the women of uh, NHRA which we had uh, Katie Sapanik, uh, Ali Sm- uh, Allie Smith. Um, Katie, Kelly Barbado, Amanda Boychesco, and Jeannie Linky. Um, and then the second year was the Young Guns, in which we had uh, Eric Falterkoff, uh Chase Fonstock, uh, Mike Epperick, um, Jimmy Daniels, uh, Brittany Bolts. I think that was it. Uh, oh, Nick Pearson. Um, so this year we focused on top sportsmen, guys. So uh, I'm going to kick things off to uh, Kelly Kondratik first, and she can answer, ask her first question to these gentlemen since uh, she feverishly got here in time. Uh, anybody knows Kelly was driving all the way from down from Maryland, got some traffic, but got here about 15 minutes ago. So kick it off, Kel. All right. I think we'll start off with a pretty simple one. Um, my One of my favorite questions on your list that you guys were sent um, so do you like to be the faster car or the slower car in the race? I like to be in the middle, <laughs> not not the slowest. My my goal is to be in the upper part of the field. Then that way, especially, you know, um, most of our races, we qualify one day and race the next day. You at least uh, are chasing and at least have lane choice. That's my preference. Right. Believe it or not, uh, probably my preference as well. Usually try to shoot the qualifiers right around between 13 and 16 just to get top half. 
get lane choice, kind of feel like you control your own destiny when you have lane choice and when you're chasing first round. After that, you know, it's pretty much once you get past first round, it's pretty much anything goes for me. I just want to qualify. <laughs> as long as I qualify, I'm good. No aggregation there. I have no preferences at all. Come get me or I come get you. As long as I win at the end, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, depends what car I'm driving, but like these guys said, I mean, if you if the race is in front of you, it's a little bit easier to judge. If the race is behind you, if you uh, if you have the car to do that, then it works. But uh, as long as you're on the ladder, you can win from anywhere, absolutely anywhere. Cool. So just some good answers from these guys. Uh, so uh, one of my questions for you guys that you got on your list, um, as we all know, two years ago, uh, Top Sports and Top Dragster became uh, a class to run for a national championship, uh, something that you guys pushed with pushed for for a long time. Um, and pretty much do you guys like the point system the way it is? Um, for people who've gone out west like John, John uh, originally from Arizona, uh, moved back out, moved out here to Jersey and Pennsylvania, um, where if you go out into Vegas, they take 64 cars, um, and the point system becomes a little bit on the weird right. side, or it was. It becomes right. more points for you to go out, out west. Right. Um, do you think maybe, you know, there's a change that we should do in Division One or even on the East Coast to make it even playing field all the way across? I think it should absolutely be the same all the way across. But it shouldn't go to, you know, that 64-car field, we have a hard time filling 32. Division right. three, uh, Division two, they have a hard time filling 16, you know, without other guys out of the other division going there. So I think they should bring the West Coast down or not collect any points till after first round when you knock it to a 32-car field. You know, everybody can race. Everybody can run if they want to do the 64-car field, but have points start second round, you know, to make it even across the country, you know. That's all I got. I think you should have number one qualifying points so these guys turn their stuff up so make this class a little more interesting and have a lot more fun. Maybe even number one qualifying money would be nice too. Absolutely. Like what Ronnie said, as far as making a standard, if you're doing something on a nationwide basis, then it should be a standardized thing. It shouldn't be just preference for these guys and preference for these guys because of either altitude or car count. It should be standardized across the board, no matter what. We're all in the same playing field. That's what it comes to, and that's what it's going to be at. Either make it 64 or 32. you got to make a decision and standardize it across the way. Yeah, I think purely it's based on popularity out west. The car count I mean, is what drives the point system out west. And as Ronnie said, you know, we struggle to get 32. And some of the other divisions struggle to get 16, but there should be some semblance, some continuity between all divisions. Absolutely. I agree. should be equal all the way across. Um, I race out there. I mean, I like the 64-car field from a race aspect of things, but Division 7 definitely has an advantage over everybody else, and it's just not, it's just not right. Some people can't afford to drive, you know, to Vegas. I mean, it's 3,000 miles. I do it every year, and it <laughs> takes me 48 hours to get there. If you're crazy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Again, some good answers from you guys. So another question, actually, me and John were talking about not too long ago, and um, actually it, it focused in on this race itself. And probably about two weeks ago, it was John was kind of on the fence of actually coming in or not, if he was going to uh, run the summers or not. And 
you know, we kept on looking at it. He says, oh, there's only 16 cars, there's only 17 cars, 18 cars are list. What do you guys feel about them blacking out the entry list for a list for you guys not knowing who's actually going to be in, not in, or was? I know that the meaning behind it is because they feel if you have a slower car, if you see who's on the entry list or was, you're not going to want to enter because they they yep. see that or was. But what's your thoughts as racers as that? So I'll, I'll kick it over to Freddie first. That, that fits me to a T. Um, my shit was already loaded on Sunday from last week, and then I reloaded another car on Monday afternoon because it changed from 32 to 33, which means I would have been the slowest car if I brought the blue bomb. But uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it is what it is. If they're going to do that, that's fine. But, again, they should standardize it. No other class does that. So what's the uh, the logic there? Why? Because someone's going to pull out last minute? That's ridiculous. It shouldn't happen. If they show If they show who's in, guys that – are not going to come because their cars are slow, saves them a whole lot of money. And I have no problem with that, you know. But on the other hand, we need to get cars in here. I don't really think it's helped them in any way. I mean, at least with top drags, they've been, you know, running national top drags for seven years now. And it really has kept coming and going. I like to see who's there, so I would like to see them open it up, but I don't think it really matters too well. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I, I think whether it's blacked out or not, as Treddy pointed out, people know what kind of car they have, what they're bringing, what they're playing with. And if there's, you know, more than 32 and you have a slow car, whether it's blacked out or not, you have that decision to make. And I think blacking it out is not going to change anybody else's mind that that's a slow car. I can tell them. you got three days to change the car. Well, in your case, you I do. I changed my shit on Monday. That's good. That's right. Well, I, I completely disagree with all of them. I call it the Tony Arcuni rule. <laughs> because when this first started, oh, no. I'm telling you every week, Ronnie, this car, this, these guys, I'm not going to qualify. I'm backing out. Are you kidding me? And I try to explain to them anything can happen. But I understand about traveling to Gainesville or Charlotte or something like that and, and uh, not being able to get in. I did it myself. Going to Charlotte, the first race, I don't even think I got into it. You know, kept shaking the tires. And I was a 680 player, 690 player. Didn't get in. But hey, it happened to me last I, I agree. I, I want to keep it that way because I do think opening it up to where you can see who's in there drives the car count down. You'll never feel the car count if you do that. And uh, so I, I, I like it. I like to keep it there. But, you know, I'm one of them. I don't have to. You know, I'm not out there on the edge either, you know, worrying whether, you know, I can get in or whether I can't get in. So, yeah, I'm in. We haven't we haven't got the Division Three uh, level yet. Right. I heard the bump was uh, six, right. yeah, 685. 685 in Norwalk, I think it was. Yeah. So, All right, Kel, we're going to kick over a question to you. So, um, going back to the national championship, running for the national championship, um, how do you guys feel? Do you think it's equitable or fair that uh, currently Top Dragster only has one run at a, um, at Epping? Yeah, and uh, you guys have two national events that you get to go to here in our division. How do you how do you feel that equates across the board? Do you think that's fair? I don't. I definitely don't. I think if Top Dragsters at a, Top Dragsters at a race, Top Sports should, should be with them. Top sports in there, top dragsters should be there with That's fair. I agree. Division 7, again, has an advantage. They have Phoenix as a national for both top dragsters, top sports. Pomona, Sonoma, Vegas. They 
have four. Every national they have is open to top dragster, top sportsman. Division one, you have one, two. It's uh, it's definitely not a level. You're lucky for that. But I I think it's more because of the time in the room, like here, that we swap up. But uh, you know, you take Gainesville. I know they have the room, and I know they have the well. Go back in the South 80, but to run both classes, you know, like we swap back and forth with Charlotte here at English Town. Charlotte can handle English Town can't handle both classes. Right. You know, Charlotte can handle both classes, and they do on their second race. Mm-hmm. But uh, for Epping, you know, their the count I don't think is high enough where they they'll be able to run both classes forever because I don't think uh, we had we had a full field. We had, yeah. bump, we had 34 cars for top dragster, and we had, I believe it was 26 because two guys pulled out for top drag, uh, top sportsman. So in that place, and I'm not bad mouth in it, but we were on dirt. We were in mud. They were, yeah. they were pulling rigs out with, with freaking right. loaders, for Christ's right. sake. So we're on asphalt here. So, okay, for, for Christ's sake. I didn't swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Baptist. I'm not going to the Southern Church. But we're on asphalt here, so that's a pleasure. But we were in the mud last weekend, and yeah. we had a full car count. I mean, the bump right. was, I don't know, in top direction was 7-0-something. But right. still, they had both. If you're going to have both, do it at every track. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're going to, like he said, uh, John said out west, they're having it. Well, then why don't they do it here? Yeah. You know, I mean, bump out one of these other classes. Make it happen. Time. This place is the worst. You know, for one, they have all the curfews. Yeah. Right. You know, they don't stretch it into four days. And if they put 36 more cars in it, you know, Oh my God, we we get kicked to run. We get some class races. It would be two. It would be two. Uh, you know, two qualifiers. That's and fine. One today, one tomorrow. Let's do yeah. it. Well, you, yeah, but hey, if you need four qualifiers. You might as well stay in the hey, garage. I don't. I don't have Not a problem with what swaps back and forth, but I don't know what tough tracks are like Freddie and John do. You know, <laughs> well, so they're make a ring, make a ring. It ain't hard. Make a pizza. No, no. What's about you by Chase no. American? I'm married. I got ten grandkids, dude. I can't money. I'm I'm retire then. If you that old, retire. <laughs> I like to crack your ass, so I'm. You, you, you better get. You better pack a lunch then. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's uh, let's leave this for the track tomorrow and for uh, the rest of the weekend. So, what is the, is your suggestion that we only run two qualifiers and everybody gets to play at these national events? Doesn't matter to me. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's if you're going to do national events and national points, then have it for both classes. But you're talking that's about fair. three guys that pretty much run dragsters. Yeah, yeah. But both. You, listen, everybody has the same amount of points racing. You know, yeah. top dragster and top sportsman mm-hmm. all through the east, down the east. You know, in the east, we all have the same amount. You go to races I don't go to, and and, and vice versa. It, right, because they they do that. They swap around every year because of that. You know, but it was also due to somebody putting some money in the kitty for yeah. contingency for money. You know, right. for all that kind of stuff up north that brought it to those classes. And I think it's a great idea. It should yeah. happen. You know, why we got to drive? I mean, yeah, you're driving. How many hours driving here for you? It's, it's got to be seven, eight hours, right? So here? Yeah. Four. Four. Yeah. For me, it's an hour and a half, two hours, where, you know, if I go to go down by you, it's a lot farther. But Epping, it's 11. Right. You know, and I'm not going. And for me, it's yeah. two and a half. Yep. So, so I'm going to drive 11 hours. I'm going to Florida to Gainesville, you know, in the spring. You know right. what I mean? Not up there to – but, uh, but that, you know, I don't know that that's something like – you know, that's something that is uh, the My inquiries into it has always been face. Well, here's when the I'm thing. How many it. pro stock cars are here? 13? What's that? We have a bigger field than pro stock sure. and, and all that stuff. So, obviously, this is the kind of the turning point of what's going on nowadays. Mm-hmm. We're still playing a room over there. It's a ton you, of you, you, sure. can, you can sit 
Yeah, you could fit the cars in there, but I don't think you'd have the time Over on to the other run side? the cars. Yeah. Okay. I don't think if you'd have time. If things went as smoothly as they did today, they probably could have yeah. done, but that's rare. Yeah. Yep, I've been to some national events that's had one run, right. you know, so and nobody likes that. No. And then you have one run on Thursday and you race Saturday, you know, so nobody likes that. I'd rather skip races, you know, miss races, you know, and have them, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that's a, a difficult consideration, and I, I personally don't think it's very fair that top dragster gets to play sometimes and top sportsman gets to play more. And uh, I think your suggestion is probably a pretty fair suggestion, and we should You're maybe. thinking they play more where in the east, in, in the northeast. Yeah. That's because Epping, Epping took both of them. <clears throat> okay, Epping takes both of them, but here next year, top dragster will be here, and we yeah. won't. Right. I right, will. it'll you can spend it though. I mean, it's not hard. We're a we, so we won't be here next year. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> so one year they get so one year it's more night, fair, it's just back more yeah, right, right. favoring one class than yeah, the other. Yeah, the race is what just that was the first year though, so it worked out. I mean, time wise, everything worked out. Sure. So it was a win-win for them. Yeah, the big biggest crapper this year is. And next year it'll be that for for the top dragster. Is these three weeks in a row is ridiculous on sportsman racers, especially the guys own their own business. And you have to cram five days worth of work into two, like for this race, two for Norwalk. You know, I'm going to Bristol and Norwalk. That's that's just ridiculous. Or so, a school teacher like me, you're out of personal days. So. Yeah. How do you guys feel of the new schedule for the NHRA uh, national event circuit just came out? How do you guys feel about I'm that? I'm not an at, uh, a pro racer. Riding back and forth. They're, they're, I think they're putting a big requirement. Are they going back and forth like, like crazy this year? Yeah, John likes it. John, John does it. Yeah, I think, I mean, it really ping-pongs them across the country. Crazy. But what it does for our spectator count, I think that it will really – Potentially, I think it could potentially help that because there were a lot of people that used to come to this race because it was the, the most northeast race that they had. And when you put them back to back with New England and this, right. it splits people to one or the other. They choose. I agree. No That's one true. can That's afford. True. No spectator is going to be able to afford to just come here to both of them if they're living That's in New England. In two weeks in a row. That's yeah. insane. Spread them out a little bit. Give people a show. Give them what they want to see. Yep. And I think it'll make it a little bit easier on. Uh, Agree and get more spectators. And to yeah. kind of elaborate on that, was if anybody who's parked over on that side was anybody used to come to the summer nationals back in the day. I mean, I grew up here. And I mean, I raced matchbox cars out on this asphalt when I was a kid. But that parking lot used to be full with trailers and motorhomes and stuff like sure. that. And there's might be ten trailers and motorhomes out in that that field that people are hanging out and partying or whatever it is. And it's kind of almost sad to see it. I mean, yeah. just, you know, just because of that or what? Especially not because the prices of entry down. Who can oh. afford to come down here with your wife and your family? Oh, absolutely. And you pay that spectator. Oh, that's unbelievable. A couple of years ago, I was at Epping, and my mom and I were sitting up on the roof and watching watching the guys run because you could see the national event up there. And I was like, oh, my God. I was very shocked. There's so many people camping that were up on the hill. And I was like, "I, what are those people doing? They're spectating. I was amazed that they were even people that come to pay and spectate. But Saturday and Sunday, that thing sold out. The track sold out. It was out of control. This year? Yeah, it That's incredible. It was unbelievable. And you know what? The fans up there were un- just unbelievable. Was it uh, because it's cheaper or just because it's – I think it was a little cheaper, but it's just – There's nothing that far right, north east. Right. And I mean, 
people in Canada. I mean, I, there's a guy we raced with, Top Drag Series, from Newfoundland. Yeah. It takes him four days in a canoe to get there. So, <laughs> I mean, the freak, the guy's crazy. But he's there for a month. And, you know, it's just it's awesome because it's in the Northeast. That's the yeah. farthest Northeast we yeah. go. I know I'm just saying. What do you think? I mean, before Epping actually came on to the schedule, it was – Yo, this was this right, was the this place was to come where it was because yep. this is where everybody would come. Now yep. the fact is that you do back to back. Now you eliminate a lot of those mm-hmm. those uh, races so like. So this schedule, yeah, we'll we'll see if this schedule. I bet you tomorrow night or was it will be bare for for Friday night qualifying. It'll be bare. It's been bare the past right. couple of years where it was yep. here on Friday night. And it used to be, you know, you went there, you had to see watch Nitro at nighttime right. where it was, and and you don't, it's just not that anymore. You know. I think we're done by seven tomorrow. Yeah. This time, yeah. yeah. So like, no, I thought nope. it said 8:45 or 7:45. Yeah, 8:45 yeah. something like that. So 7:30. It, it's, still, it's before the sun goes down, yeah. so you don't get to. Somebody's got to oil it down and make it last a little longer. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, they pick it back up, right? A little bit, but yeah. they don't have us. The sportsmen don't run on Saturday night like they usually do. We get two tomorrow morning, two Saturday morning, and then um, we'll be down to the semis at that point. But nothing. Yeah, the pros end both days. Yeah. But pretty damn, yeah, pretty early. And that's all I remember as a kid, Brian and I qualifying. Yeah. I don't get that Absolutely. anymore. Under yeah. the lights with the, with the flames. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess they got it last week, but that was mainly because of rain. We had a rain, yeah, we had a rain yeah. last week, and uh, <laughs> we had like, I don't know, like a 45-minute delay. And the next you know, it was like, all right, let's go. And, and it was it was, bad out. It was yep. good. The fans were going crazy, and they put a couple, you know, jet tractors out there. And obviously, everything we would not. And it's like, okay, time to go. Let's see you later, Brian. So, uh, is your arm asleep yet? No, I'm, okay. I feel like a waiter, though. <laughs> <laughs> I said for 18 years, so I should be good. Um, I guess a simple question for everybody's favorite track to run at. I love Norwalk. That's my favorite. And around here, close, love Maple Grove. It's good to me, and, and I like it there, you know. So it's been very good there, on Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Mine. I'd have to say Maple Grove uh, would be my favorite. And then I would say uh, Acto. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Acto. Um, I wrecked my car a few years back. And I've won uh, quite a few uh, bracket races there. So, John? Locally, Maple Grove. Uh, if I could pick any track to race at every weekend, it's so I love my luck. MIR for me, definitely. Uh, long shot. Nice track, nice treatment, nice bathrooms, and damn, I don't have to park on no freaking rocks and stones, I don't have to raise my car up seven inches to get through the pit, that is definitely the track. And, and anybody who is listening or who has never been to MIR, he is not lying about the bathroom, they have a stack of like 20 people in each bathroom was, and they like... You you go to the bathroom was and literally they oh, and you need they're, they're wiping they're wiping everything. I mean, it's, you know, they wash your hands for you. Man, only <laughs> it wasn't his hands they washed. <laughs> <laughs> that that cozy is so cold in there with that air conditioning. Oh my. <laughs>
not been in the schedule as of recently, but I will be. I retire in 34 months, so two I weeks, will be there. Two weeks. Yeah, there. I, I, listen, I, you know, I got to work eventually. I've been hey. racing for four weeks in a row. If I can can a brother get a hot dog? I got to work. I have, a, I have a dresser, see? I get to go to three more races. <laughs> That's the difficult part. It's really easy. I'll give you Scotty Duggan's number. Well, I like racing. <laughs> so I know Ronnie and John got the experience. Uh, PDRA last uh, weekend um, down at MIR, and I'm not sure if any of you guys have actually run PDRA or not. Um, question to Ronnie and John is, what do you see they do at PDRA that's different than what we're doing in NHRA or IHRA or was that that can make it, you know, um, I know John went to, John, it was John's first PDR race. Right. Ronnie, I think you've been to a couple of them. Yeah, so. quite a few. You know, one, 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 I have one of those uh, 60 men or whatever you want to call it, but but the excitement there, I love pro mod racing. I love mountain motor pro stock. I love that kind of racing. Top sportsmen, top dragsters, they, they, they have all that. The people are just so, that, that own it, you know, and run it, and the people that work there, they are so friendly. They, they, they come and thank you for coming. They, you know, they are so personable. And the show, they know how to get cars through. You know, they, no, there's no setting time, no boring time. I mean, stuff is just steadily going, and, and that's what fans want to see. They don't want to see sitting here two hours waiting on a uh, 20-gallon nitro fuel car, you know, clean all that oil up. You know, NHRA has that issue anyhow, but but for in the price, it's 25 bucks for the day, and go see the, the baddest-ass pro mod cars on the planet. You know, it's eight mile, it's quick, it's not hard on your stuff, and, uh, you know, to, to watch as a spectator, to watch uh, eighth mile or quarter mile I, as a spectator, I see no difference. I'd rather see the start and the finish, you know, from one spot. And uh, but love the organization. They are they are really really awesome people. Uh, I'm, you know, if they were closer, you know, I'm I like racing. I can sell both of my motors and go buy one big one and compete. You know, run four O's and. Uh, but I like to race, so we'll just stay with my little motors. And then this year, they started that second class for top sportsmen, and good, good money, you know. Uh, all good. All you run it up last weekend. Yes, yep. I did. Yep. Hey, I made enough money last weekend to uh, pay for my next three races <laughs> easily. Well, that's the crazy part. I mean, Junior Jackson wins as much as we win here. For yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they made 1500 Junior Jackson. We're going to win 1500 plus a couple stickers. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. But I am. I'm yeah. an idiot. Yeah, with two cars. <laughs> no, one this weekend. Thank God. I'm part-time this weekend. Part-time. I raced a guy that's married to my cousin, and, and we split the money straight up. And You're related somehow. Uh, yeah, you are. You're from West Virginia. You're related somehow. <laughs> Thank you for from us. So, all right, Kel. Um, 
Well, I mean, I guess that really leads me to why do you guys keep coming back to NHRA then? We're idiots. What, what brings you? Still <laughs> 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 learn, still learn, so you keep doing it. So. I mean, I guess in that respect, we're all idiots because we all keep coming back. Exactly. But I like to race. That's what I mean. We're racers. Yeah. That's what I think it comes down. I like to race. There's only so many places to race, and yeah. they're really the only game in town where you can run a series for points. If PDRA was closer, I'd never come to NHRA. Right. If Absolutely. They had, if they had Good more, money. If Great they money. had more than one race in the Northeast, I would Good never come to I won't say I'd never come back to NHRA racing, but I assure you, uh, it's we, we heard some flack uh, a few weeks ago about not attending a race and supporting the sponsor of that race because we went to a big money race that was good, good money, and we called flack for that. Well, we're not there. For one, the sponsor doesn't do anything for top sportsmen, you know, so we're not there to uh, show our cards or expensive cars, you know, to run and maintain. Absolutely. You know, to, and, and I go where the money is, uh, no matter where it's at. If there was, you know, if there was that same amount of money down the street, I mean, I'm still going to put my five national events in, you know, for the point series, because I made, you know, I'm I'm riding on NHRA's money this year on uh, on entry and you know the stuff like that, you know, the go kart and and uh, the fuel from VP, you know, uh, so I'm riding on them this year, so it's well worth, you know, going going after it. But I like to race. I don't care who is the sanctioning body. I'm on the NHRA because it's close. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. me. Close. Sure. And then if you travel with the guy that is Vinny Gallucci that owns my car, you can only be in a mobile home with that man for a few hours. <laughs> that man cooks for you, cooks for you. You're driving down 95, and that man's cooking your steak. Well, I just I can't well. do that no more. Well, I don't That's know. like ain't like Italian. It's hey, I start this right. freaking week and late. Now I'm freaking overweight. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They should bring some more PDR to the Northeast, though. Yeah, I mean, you I got agree. a good track. Epping's a phenomenal track. I mean, this track is a great track. I mean, yep. you should bring them to the Northeast because I, I think you'd but get think, a bigger car count. I think it has more to do with the uh, track owners mm-hmm. themselves, you know, who, who uh, and their scheduling. You know, everybody swears that they're booked tight, you know, and all that stuff. But uh, the, the, the East Coast period is a is a mega spot for the kind of cars they have, you know, pro mods and, and uh, top sportsmen and stuff like that, just, just you know, and the spectators love them, you know, absolutely Ooh. love them. I'm one, you know, I love them. I'd watch them over a fuel car any day. The best, the best class here is pro mods. Oh, absolutely. Well, I actually think top sportsmen yeah. is. And there's a waiting list. You know. There's a waiting list. I interviewed. I broke some Smith. Yeah, Steve Tusek, he said that there's a waiting list. Yeah, that's that's. I really that, think that draws way more attention than the fuel car. I mean, fuel cars yeah. are great if you've never seen them. Right? Yeah, you get experience. Right. But right. after that, if you know what you're talking about, what exactly. you're looking at, fuel cars are for the casual fan. Yeah. I mean, the real the drag racers. racers. Right. The, 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 like, wow, that's on. purely what it is. The casual fan likes the fuel car. I, I personally but, think you, that that pro mod should replace pro stock. It's good. You know, it's without a doubt, within three years of those replacements. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That are replaced. It just pro stock just isn't what it used to be. Pro stock started off with the factory cars, you know, just like they should be taking now the Copos and yeah. the Cobra Jets and the Chargers, Absolutely. and that should be your new pro stock. 
you know, that right there. Because I would much rather watch them than I would, you know, every identical car out there. And, and you know, it's just it's just boring to me. That's because there's not a way in the roots. No, even, <laughs> even with no Fords, you know. They got an escort coming next week. Factory oh, doesn't be the escort coming back. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Factory doesn't like phones. No, no. They're not right. factory cars. Right. <laughs> so here's a, a question for you, and this is something me and John pretty much talk and text pretty much every day, whatever it was, make sure work day actually go a little bit quicker. But we had actually talked about, and, and if Ed was here, it was he could chime in a little bit, um, putting a series together for you guys, we're top sportsmen. Now, everybody knows that I run a dot ninety series, Super Gas, Super Com, Super Street. And one of the things me and John had talked about was putting a series together for you guys to run or it was, you know, work on a big, good payout for you guys, a, a, a actually championship. It would only be a couple of races, maybe three, four was. Glenn knows, you know, personally or was how well my series runs. So the top sportsman would be, you know, an add-on or it was. Um, I had posted something on Facebook, I think, uh, probably a couple months ago. was didn't get much response for it. Now, I mean, what's your thoughts on, on something like that? I mean, would it be something that, you know, I mean, I know you traveled, Ronnie, from West Virginia to Maple right. Grove right. last year to run the Rumble at the Grove. Sure, sure. And that was a pretty and, and mediocre I, turnout, right. I guess and, you would say. And, and I would run it again if it all worked out schedule-wise. Yeah. See, now, now the, I, I go into the season with three, three sanctionings, PDRA, IHRA, and NHRA. Now, I, again – I love to race. That's why I have a small motor that's real durable. I love to race. I've raced every weekend, you know, if I could. If there thing, it's got to be guaranteed money. You'll never get me to go to a pro-rate race, you know. Not with my car, you know. Go there and run five runs for 400 bucks. No, I don't think so. And uh, but But absolutely – as long as it fits the schedule, you know, and that's what's so hard, you know, is not hitting my schedule, Freddie's schedule, and uh, Glenn's and John's, you know, Brian's, you know, we all have our schedule. We make it at the beginning of the year, and, you know, it's, it's tough to do. And schedule anything is really, is really difficult. I mean, yeah. I was the one that took the most flack for the for the race we put on an island. Well, actually, let's, let's talk to you, Brian, a little bit, since you were the one who put the one on an island or that. Whatever. How was your first forte into being a promoter, I guess you would say, and in that was. I mean, yes, you did get flack because you put it on top of the ACO Open. ACO Open had eight cars, Fred? Six. No, eight. Eight cars at ACO, and they had 16 at. I think they ended up having five or six, and they ended up getting eight because some of the cars that were coming to they came the market. Yeah. 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 We, 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 we were a couple of us that went to both, we but it was eight at the end of the day. There was eight yeah. 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 Three rounds. We yeah, down. and you you went five rounds, won the race, and made a hundred and twelve dollars less than we did. I went three rounds, two qualifiers. I'm not, that's actually, what I'm three counting. qualifiers, but I missed two of them because okay. I had to know, so I didn't give a shit. Oh, so you actually? <laughs> I made four hundred bucks, and I, I you know, I made a, I think a hundred and eighty dollars or something like that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I got another gold man, so to me, yeah, it's there you go. Yep. I got a few of them. I ain't racing for golds no more. Yep. All the big ones. Except for the big ones. Well, that's, that's no, I think, I mean, had the weather cooperated, that, that race, you would have been there. I was there. Yeah, that race would have been, been a, it it would have been a great trip. race. Right, right. My guys were in the truck. We went yep. two hours up. We and looked at the rain around. Like two hours and ten minutes back. Yep. Yep. There was nothing they were going to do. It sucked. I mean, you know, and if they did the next day, we were screwed because I had to do eliminations. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, I, we had 23 cars that were committed, and then the rain came. It was an unpredictable rain. I mean, we went to we went to sleep Friday night with a zero percent chance of rain. Right. And we woke and, up you know, Saturday morning to heavy, heavy rain. Yeah. And there was nothing we could do about it. And, but she did the right thing. Yeah, she, she absolutely did the right thing. We tried for you guys, and we went up there and yep. made the hey. But it's all cool. But you know, just as long. Look, I understand why you went, and you got to understand why I did it. And in my defense, originally that it was a week early. Right. It was the the open the last four years had been the week before, which was mother always you know, historically Mother's Day weekend. So when I got with Melissa at Island to schedule that race, we chose the weekend after, which was gonna be the weekend between the open and the regional Maple Grove. And then the schedule came out and just so happened that the the dates conflicted. But it was it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be that way. They were not supposed to be conflicted dates. We did the best to do Yep. But, Rob, as far as your series goes, you you run a series better than I've ever seen a series run before. Your stuff is spot on. There's no bull crap. Everybody has fun. <laughs> easy, Graham. <laughs> easy. Yeah, he paid me a lot of money. <laughs> 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 this camera is a camera right now. Oh my God. <laughs> it is actually recording. <laughs> but definitely, but definitely, he runs a series that's awesome. And a lot of people don't like me over there. No, sir. It's no. great. But anyway, I know that. But that's just me and you, Ron. But He's a great I guy. really, I really would not want to see him. Do a top sportsman because that means I have to go out and race more. <laughs> and damn, man, going back to my car owner again, it's hard, man. <laughs> but no, seriously, if he did it, I'd support it. Yeah. And 100%. Now, there, there are a couple that's uh, of those, you know, things going around. Foley has one, you know, that he hits here, there, everywhere. And uh, and I know Joe had one there at Echo, you know, for a while. And now Jimmy uh, Halsey's got one that he has that he put in. Now, I don't think it's a point series or anything like that. A little, that caused a little controversy last year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, super gas racing, yeah. you know, yeah, that, that's, you know, you, you got to draw a line there. Let me on that. Welcome hey, to Yellow Bullet. Oh, yeah. Come on down. <laughs> 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 Water come on in. As long as you meet all the safety requirements, I'm yep. fine with it. Apparently. Yep. And that's a good question. Out. I hate to, like, commandeer, but I, I, I wouldn't mind hearing about that. So anybody that doesn't know, you got, and, and does anybody? Well, anybody was there. Were you there? Who was I was there. there. All right, explain oh, yeah. what explain what happened because I I just heard. But what, what what actually happened <laughs> was the uh, I don't I don't know the exact dial the guy had, but he was a super gas or super pro car. Okay, this was a this, this, huh? No, I think it was five eighties or seventies yeah. eighties or something like that. You know, only slow only slow Freddie would be able to you know buck against this. This, uh, how fast you had? Six fifty three in my door cards all I've been. But anyhow, uh with my little six thirty two and my door car. So anyway go to chase I got three of them. Anyway what we got was I listen, I had no issue with it. If you're gonna complain about something, complain about before it starts. Not not at yeah. the end. Because if he lost first round, it was absolutely yeah. exactly. did not did not, you know, I I didn't for one I didn't have a dog in the fight, and and it did not bother me. But the rule is the rule. 
if 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 the if there's a, a Mac style abide by it or you know what's the sense in having anyways? So it supposedly was in the rule, and then it wasn't followed by Jimmy's guys, you know, and let this let this guy in there, let alone a light, but he was. You know, he was yeah, exactly. They, 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 every, they, they, they shoot. <laughs> first round. Exactly. Go fishing. Exactly. Don't, you know, don't complain about the guy, but but he could. He he was easily covered the first round by over a tenth. Yeah. So the guy, the guy should have went out first round, but. You know, he, listen, we all had those days. I'm sure if you race, you've had them too. You know, hey, slide through five rounds, don't know, didn't even have to win one, you know, but you went, went through five. So this was that guy's kind of day. And and somebody got, uh, he's probably still taking his bubble bath, but, you know, if he was here, <laughs> you know. If he was here, he could uh, he in could iterate. You know, he could iterate. The funny part was, he was here an hour ago talking to me. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, now that you started talking, I was like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to text and get him to come over here in a couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we're really talking about him, telling him he's the topic yeah, of conversation. Here. So that's what it, you know. He got all bent on that, but it was, you know, I don't know. I won't say it was his series, but you know. I don't, you know, I, I, again, I don't have a dog in a fight. Didn't well, bother me, well, but the thing was, he was a thirty-second car to bring it to a full field too. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, fifteen yeah. other guys were going home. So at uh, that point, they didn't bitch because they were in the race. Yeah. There you go. You can't have so it either one you way. Spend the right. money to go right. to the top sixteen, or go cry in the corner and go home. Right. That's, so oh, right. he's okay. Well, you can't have it one exactly. You can't. So you, you can't, can't turn around yeah. exactly. You can't I, have I both ways. If I remember, because I think me and John were there watching that night, or was it that they had thirty-three cars? Or was the no. guy from? Well, they had no. They had thirty three. The, the guy rolled in. in the guy rolled in. Like he was the last one. They had that. Yeah. Have you ever seen? He's got that Firebird. Yeah. He's from Vine. He's from where I actually am. And he crossed the center line. And he didn't get a. He didn't get a time. So then. For a couple of years back, they actually paid for. Right. A street Corvette. Right. To fill the field. To fill the field. They didn't want to yeah. go. That's how, see what it was. If it was under 32, it was going to a 16 car field. There were 31 cars. Hey, Ronnie, we were in. Yeah, absolutely. I spent the money. If I didn't know, I would have been crying too. Listen, here's the thing about it, and and and, and I'll I'll say this with any part of this the the races, especially on a qualified field. I'm not down there, but I was there. You know, I know. I know how it was to be on the bump or out of the bump or whatever. I was there. I had to spend the money to pick it up. And and as you've seen, you know, back when we had 48-car field, everybody picked it up. You ain't out running this, you know, that slow Nova of yours, you know, at most races because you'll, you'll set I it up. I know what to bring to Exactly. I know exactly. I'm not bringing a knife to a gunfight. Exactly. Exactly. So, so everybody hit, you know – Everybody stepped it up when we went to a 32-car field, and that's what I did. You know, so now I'm not down there on that edge. That's so what call top sports. I don't have – exactly. I'm a, I was a – and still am a broke son of a babe. So, yeah, yep. we always came out with six-second cars. Right, Because right. I'm sacrificing whatever I have to do I, to get there. Dude. You know, go home at night, and you, you're holding your breath after a race and flipping your light switch hey, on, going, man, I'm my electric. Assure you, still hey, I assure you, know? you I race yeah. way beyond my means. Yeah. You know, if you really know her and I – 
we bust our butt to be able to run this class. Realistically, we should not be running this class. We should be, you know, we should be running the local bracket racing, and you know what I mean? But we absolutely love this class. We love most of the people, yeah. not all. <laughs> most. Most. In the minority. Hey, if I went through a Chevrolet emblem on, the, on my car, everybody disowned me. They, they love that. I'm at. Well, let me tell you something about Ronnie Proctor. Oh. Ronnie Proctor will help anybody in the oh, absolutely. absolutely. I don't care who it is. Yep. That's what I love about this class. Yeah. And and when we first came into NHRA, now I raced IHRA long before it came into NHRA. Yeah. So I knew the class. I knew, you know, everything about it. Yeah. And everybody there was the same way. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, this class is so, yeah. you know, Connected, yeah. They're, they're, they're everybody's friends. You barely, you know, I've seen out of thousands of, of fortune racers, I only have two guys that that I truly say I, you know, I have nothing for. You know. Not yet, but but you know, just the class itself is just the guys and, and the families and all that stuff. Unbelievable. It and. And you, when we came in the NHRA, dude, you've seen these people, you know, that that run these classes that actually, you know, hate each other. You know, they they don't talk to each other. They, you know, there there's a there's a lot of friendship going on in it in uh, in the top sports race. I know for a fact. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to say, I think it's it's a racing the racing them is everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. Glenwell Glenwell was. I mean, our my association was. We have barbecues every Saturday night mm-hmm. of our association right. races. Was to bring people in to meet, you know, because, you know, even though you got guys that run all dot 90 classes, super comp, super gas, super street, or what, they don't know who they are. Right. Like, they might not know. I'm, I might run top drag show. I don't know who Ronnie Parker is. Right. I don't know who John Taylor is. Or you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> I know but, but the, the barbecues or was actually bring a lot of people together. Yeah. It was and, and meet yeah, new people. Exactly. And that's, yep. that's what it's about. And that's what, what right. you know, that's yep. what racing should be about yeah. is, is the actual it. family aspect that, you know, helping out wherever you can yeah. help out, whatever, whenever they may possibly be, whatever right. they need help or was and, and going from there. So uh, I got like three, I guess three questions left um, before we wrap it up. Unless somebody else has any questions that they want to ask. Um, so if you didn't run top sportsman, what class would you run? Pro mod in a heartbeat. If I could afford it, I'd already. So Johnson pro mod. Yep. I agree. Ronnie's a pro mod. Sure. Brian. Uh, years ago, it was pro stock. I mean, that's what I grew up idolizing. Not but uh, you know, with the changing of times, it's now pro mod thing with door cars. Glenn. Alcohol funny car because it looks like it's the hardest thing to drive out there. I don't, but I don't want to work on shit. <laughs> Pistons and Projects. My car is on Projects at a racetrack. 
I'm having a bad, got a bad day. Out. I had to help yeah, put it in. Bad day. Uh, uh, those things are heavy. And <laughs> we want to eat, cook. We want to freaking hang out. We don't want to work on these cars no, at all at the racetrack. I sure don't. Man, that's yeah, I don't work on my car at all. I saw Glenn at Maple Grove when he took the converter out of the car. It was he was hammering it, or it wasn't? And man, my Glenn, brain headaches. I got stuff. Thinking he had a framing hammer out to try to put it back to it right, off, right out of the trailer. It's like, okay, this isn't fun, but you know what? We'll work when we have to work. If I know I'm going to the track saying I'm going to be in that motor every run, every other run, I'm going to pay. if I had a lot of money, absolutely. I'll go there, I'll have some freaking donkey doing all that work, and I'll be in the RV. Call me when it's time to yeah. fuel. You're the donkey. <laughs> Promot's the best class. But anybody here could do it and afford it. They would do it in a minute. Yeah. But it's it's probably above all of our means to even put together collectively. I mean, if you don't have a five million dollar budget, you ain't running that class. So you might as well just hang it up. Oh no, I think I can do it in a couple. Give me. Hey, I'm here with a couple. Whoa, dude! You got to pay for radio though. They had the girls' room getting dressed. <laughs> your bubble bath. That's what I told him. That's right. He's doing your bubble bath. He's blue oval. I had a little good or something, you know what I mean? All right. Everybody asked. The rest of them ought to be straight up for Foley. Dude, he carries the pedal. He carries the pedal. Manly. I can't. I I tried to keep them from busting on you, but I could do it. He was the first one. Exactly right. I know. Listen, I know exactly where he's going with it. We were talking about the guy. At the yellow, not at the yellow bullet. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullet. Was it the yellow yeah, bullet? Yeah. Six-second car? Yeah, there you go. I thought he was 5'8". Did he put a whip on you? Yeah. Well, my ass. <laughs> okay, so, so we're going to step, you know, good because it's good radio. We're going to step back to that question to you, Foley. You're the host now, huh? Uh, no. I know. Is it censored? Is that censored? Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, right. Where do you want me to start with that? They would just... I told them. Uh, question came up basically. How did you feel about them allowing a car like that that was not top sportsman certified to run in the class where it was? And then, of course, you, right. know, you went to the finals against Gerber. Well, it, I'm sure everybody's had their opinion on this, but you know, when we when I started this whole program with Monty, it was based on a 509 dial and NHRA rules. Now, NHRA rules are 519. So when uh, the call was made to, and I know this kid very well. Um, we won't use his name, but uh, he got an earful. You know, uh, I'm glad we're not on regular TV because the language I would use, you know, it, it, we don't spend a lot of money on these cars. Now, granted, everybody starts somewhere, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm any better than anybody else, but the rules are the rules. But That's what I said. They made the rule to fit that track. Um, and then it passed. I always bought a tech car because we were always one car short. And I would just go hunt somebody down, like a Corvette or somebody, just to make a run, and then we would pull that one out and then end up with a buy. Well, they changed the rule in midstream and allowed that guy run. So bottom line is, you know, if you want to run with this, you, you got to bring something that's worth running. You know what I mean? And I know the guy very well. I, I bracket raced him with years, you know, and uh, he got an earful from me and uh, – and, you know, that's pretty much all I really, you know, but like we'll to see, say about it. We'll see if he sticks it this year. This year, no, well, this year I guarantee well, I guarantee, you, that problem. I guarantee you right now, because I, I spoke to Monty um, probably within a week. Yeah. Monty told me to talk to Halsey because it's Halsey's rules. Yep. 
So I can guarantee you that right now, as it stands right now, Halsey told me it's an all-run field. So you won't have that problem, sir. I won't, I won't have. Yeah, yeah, I won't have the. Pro- we won't have that problem. Cause be in, I was there's, I was injured in a motorcycle wreck. So yeah, yeah, McCracken right wasn't there. out. Morell's in. So you're going to see the the bump go down. Right. Past and and there's a couple, you know, politics going on. Unfortunately, you know, in this in this class that we've tried to make, um, and you can see around it's a family. You know, so we're actually just talking about right before you sat down. Yeah, it's a family, and it's tight knit, and uh, we'll help everybody. And, and there's a few bad apples now in the crowd, and it's kind of spoiling it um, at Cecil. And Cecil's, you know, and there's nothing wrong with Jimmy. I, I like Jimmy as a person, but he kind of ruined the class down there now. So um, to me, it's a safety thing. I don't care about the minimum dial. If I drag, I've raced a 17 second street car going 720 to my drag I could care less. But they have to have diapers. They have to have. They, they have to meet the rules. Right. That guy. That guy grenades the motor, gets into his own oil, and it hits you. Then what? The yeah. No. And listen, I agree. You know, top sportsmen between Joe Sway and, yeah. and Jim Halsey and, and Maple Grove. I always said, you know, it was designed for the guys who can't come or don't have a lot of money. Right. Not that we have a lot of money, but they didn't. It was designed for a one-day race. So. And they all buy by the rule. You have a diaper. Right. I don't care. You don't want to wear a helmet. That's up to you. You don't wear a Hans. I don't care. You know what I mean? That's as long as I know when you you blow a motor, you don't get into us. Right. But my problem now is we're going to this point now where you're fast. Yes. And the track becomes a, a tuning point. If the track is a little greasy. Well, here comes this guy that's going five nineties or six O's, right. and he just goes down straight in the middle, and he puts another one in the box. He's six twenty on the tree, or you know, twenty on the tree, and he goes straight down the track. Meanwhile, you're backpedaling and you're trying to get down the track. You lose. So the reason we try to keep the the, the field so tight is that when you get on a track that's marginal, it's a level playing. It's field. a level playing right. field, and that's all it is. It, right. it, you it, don't have a super gas car in there. Well, you know, it's a lot easier to make a car all day long. I never had a problem. Now you get on tracks, you know. Saturday night the doom moves in and yep. you're you're dialed six eight or well you know whatever it is you're on a six eighty here comes this guy going you know whatever yeah and he goes straight down the track yep. and you, and you're out there GPS is recalculating yeah I was ready to use something else and, <laughs> thank God no you're on here too all right I, well I was working hey your hair looks like hey, hey, right? it took me a while hey, you I know? assure you the f bombs all over underneath this table from oh yeah oh yeah oh. I just got the earful. She said, make sure you don't use the language oh, you're just using I over there. I'm like, Freddy. I've known that guy 30 years. I already know that he, he's the first one who was chewing my ass out already. I know. I already know. But, no, that, that's, you know, what friends are for. That's kind of that's kind of my, my uh, sums it up there. Okay. So, my last question to you guys, and this is to be a controversial or whatever it was. It depends on it. You were the president of NHRA for one day. You were allowed to change one rule or make something. Actually, I have two questions, or we'll get to the next one in a little bit. Freddie's turn. 
No well, problem. What, what would have you had one? I'm sure Chris has probably thrown it at you on the he radio did. a couple you times. Know, he, he did this question to me last year. Here's the thing. We're a thankless division. We really are. I mean, no one thanks us. It's like the payouts are, are awful, if you think about it. We talked about it earlier. PDRA. Junior directions make as much as we do spending a hundred something thousand dollars on a car to go six here in four days. Right. And yeah. we're here. I've been here since. I think I don't even know the hell I got here. Today, yeah. well, I don't even know what day is. Thursday. So I got here last night. I think angle shot by all around together. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been racing four weeks in a row, so I'm shot. But fifteen hundred bucks to win. Junior directions make that a PDRA, and they're there for two days. You tell me the logic there. It doesn't make sense. People are making a lot of money. I mean, even fuel cars. The fuel cars are making. What do they make? Fifty thousand dollars to win. Yeah. You finish forty. Spot, 40, 40th place in a, a NASCAR race, you're making 100 grand. So you could be the bottom of the pack jack and you're, and you're getting 100 grand. So these guys are fighting all day, eight rounds, because you figure four qualifiers and four eliminations for 50,000. Uh, so I'm not accountant, but that doesn't make sense to me. It's ridiculous. And we make 1,500 bucks plus a couple sticker dollars. It ain't worth it. But we're idiots because we came up with the back. Because right. we got to get that gold guy because, you know, the bug is with the needle in there. Let's go. And it, it's what it is. It's crazy. But Payout's got to be changed, and there's nothing, nothing about it because we keep coming back. If we stopped, we had a, nobody went, it'd be a different. It won't happen. It won't ever happen. So I've, I've tried to do that at a local track. You know, everybody stick together. Let's have this change. Shit. You can forget about that. Yeah. Racers will not stick together like that. No. Never have. I've, 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 Forty years, you know, <laughs> trying to get some of them to do that. I got an easier one. Then. Go ahead. I fucking changed the market situation around this guy. <laughs> there's one out there. <laughs>
Guy drives by me like he's a freight train. They paid us seven hundred dollars. I didn't. I didn't even beat my car up. I did three burnouts. It's like something. Something's got to change with that. But we're a glutton for punishment. We don't do this for the money, but it's nice if you win to actually get money. I'm gonna turn that. I'm gonna put a throttle stop on that and go run his freaking series. It's gonna be one hell of a super listen, street car. Listen, I'm ninety in the back end. Yo, listen, I tried the one day race. I put my own nobody one day races, but nobody comes by. Nobody supports the one day races. We know how that works. It's 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 the hardest thing to do. But you offer two thousand dollars for a one day race, and I get nobody. Remember the races here? Two grand to win, guaranteed. We used to actually get cars, then all of a sudden nobody supported it. And tracks like goodbye, you're done. Well, then that's what's yeah. happening. I mean, the the race at Island would have been successful. Yeah. Well, the weather five thousand dollars, and basically and there was only sixteen cars there, so you know, and I weather had, chased I, I had, I, and that was to win. I mean, it was an eighty two hundred dollar purse. Yeah. yeah, right. And that was a couple phones. I mean, I, I worked my ass off to get a couple sponsors um, that put up a good chunk of that money, but it was out there. I mean, someone it's does out leg, there. Someone does the legwork yeah. and, and puts a little bit yeah. more effort into it. The payouts could be. It increased. was the problem. Yeah, the payouts would be increased, but the problem is nobody shows up. I mean, you right. had 16 cars the weather had us, but you still. You'd, I mean, have, you'd have still had 20 couple cars. You'd had 20 yeah. couple cars, yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd have had 20 couple cars there. And listen, I've never been in that place ever, you know. But but that weekend I had three, four races I could have went to. Norwalk Division, you know, that race, ACO, and Atlanta. You know, you could have went to four different races. Oh, absolutely. That was a bad weekend. Not that any of those guys, that, you know, the ones at ACO would have, maybe, you know, but a couple of them wouldn't have. And, but the thing is, it, it doesn't, uh, you know, uh, it, it's yeah, all about, you know, I told you what it's about for me. Now, if uh, next year, you know, they get their stuff straight, because I know that lady there at Island will, will have it again. Oh, Said she would. Absolutely. Treated us nothing but great yep. and was totally fair to us. And uh, now maybe uh, Echo or Stevie or somebody will get out next year and come up with enough money and sponsorship money to have a five-grander at the Open. I'll be there. Sure. You know, if it's guaranteed money, I'll be there. And I think i got to point out, too, that, that the race at Island, the purse was $8,200. And she was given eighty two hundred dollars to work with, and she didn't she didn't pocket a dime, not a penny, not a penny. Yep. She that was eighty two hundred. That was a fun place to race. That was an eighty two hundred dollar purse, and every and every cent. <laughs> That's a fun racer. place to race, man. Learning curve. Woo! I love sliding down that that track, man. Learning curve. Kind of like a bump in the left lane here. Uh, yeah, the left lane bump is pretty interesting hey, here. All the time. I was one of very few sub four second cars that got down both runs without lifting. Call that stupidity. Or call it a good car, but I did. <laughs> hey, I tried that on Friday night. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, you were brave. That was just me. I'm telling everybody. Yeah, come on, like guys, I said, I think more. Let's go out there, man. Oh man, it was walls and everything looking at me. I was like, damn. I take my foot out of it, and the throttle stuck to the wood. I'm like, time for parachute. <laughs> but the point being is that even a, even a track like Island, that's you know fallen on tough times over the years. That they're working hard to revitalize. When the Down money, there, when the money was there, we got racers to show up. Yes, absolutely. About the money. For me, the money, it's for me. The money. it really it's is. It is all about the money. Because of the class of cars. Yes. Period. Simple, simple it, it's not like race cars. It does, and even in any category, super gas, super street. The thing I mean, is, though, when they put the money up and nobody shows up, right? That's the big sour thing right. with everything. If yeah. the guys don't show up when somebody's putting up five grand, right? Well, the that's one problem. The super Chevy race was a three grander, and I had I had eighteen cars show up. I mean, it, it just you know. And now this year, I'm not going to that. 
to crack their Chevy asses this oh, year. Because, because it's what's scheduled on it? No, no. They're running the makeup dietary race. No, some some race that Epic was on top of it after, right? The, I, the only thing that's on top is the dietary race. Oh, uh, from Butts Creek, <laughs> the open Butts Creek. Creek. Yeah, yeah. there you go. They moved it. Yeah. And there's another race they moved too. So see that two races they moved on top of that. See that right there is a good deal. The dietary race, two races, one weekend. Yeah. You know. Uh, you you go there. Yeah, you you got two purses. You got you know two sets of contingency. Yeah, the and is any drivers more cars. I don't think. Listen, they can't finish a race. But, that's, but that's also Who? similar. NHRA, one or two, because they're talk, big. Debate. I know, but I talking IHRA. That's two right. Because you don't you don't get the car count down. Mm-hmm. NHRA, that would be great if NHRA did it, but the car count. That's similar to Rob Series, the way he runs. Yeah, yeah. Two same separate thing. Races. Yep. Same. So you can be a real hero, or you can be a bum two days. Yeah, in a row. two days. Been, been there, done that both ways. Yeah, and Dude. it's happened. I mean, you yeah. know, I had a race up in New Media. You know, people love her. I mean, people always tell me they love New Media or was the actual race. I mean, maybe not top sportsman guys. It's a little bit on the short side. Well, I liked it. To, we went there once, yeah. and, and I liked it. And, and the toe sucks. I mean, the toe's not that great, or was it? It was a couple hills. Thousand dollar to win race for Supercom Supercast Super Street, and I had twenty five Supercom cars, wow. twenty eight Supercast cars show up, or it was, and, and it was an on off weekend. I mean, there was nothing going on. There was nothing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it was. It's just, it's just, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I, I'm yeah, Echo, Echo. You run a top sportsman right down there, and then you can get more cars. I guarantee you put five grand up and you go to Echo. Sure. You'll flood them. Yeah, I'll be there. The same five grand up to go to Maple Grove, you won't get the car. But it's just, for whatever reason, <clears throat> people are just hung on one track or another. So, so what's your next question? Yeah, so I, I guess, uh, how much Kelly has? She does. Um, I have a couple. I have a, a last question, but I... So I don't know if any of our listeners really know you guys and how you got into racing and stuff like that. I'm obviously wearing this super retro jacket that I'm getting a lot of crap for. Um, no, I just think it's cool. I've been living with um, my uncle um, to cut my commute time shorter down. I've been living in Boston. I moved to Baltimore. and Anyways, while living with him, I've been learning a lot about our family history and racing that I didn't know about. Um, I've always just thought it was my dad and to learn more about my uncles and, you know, how this has really run deep in our family for quite some time has been really cool. So I think it would be cool to hear a little bit about how you guys have gotten into racing, if anybody else in your family is involved. How did you hear about this? How did you end up here? If anybody wants to know, that jacket was actually probably made before Kelby was actually born. I, so. Yeah, there isn't one that has my name on it. Um, so my uncle gave well, me that. That's actually 1990. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go first. Getting close to Ronnie's probably at bedtime. So. I started. No, I haven't got to eat yet, you bunch of bums. None of you invited me over to eat. So, anyways, uh, started out when I was 20, uh, just a, a 70 Mach 1 with a two-barrel Cleveland motor in it and, and running 16s. Love, love, loved it, and didn't know how to race. Nobody, uh, unlike, you know, I tell everybody that's new into racing, you know, don't leave on the green. You leave on the yellow. I've spent three years leaving on the green. So, so <laughs> needless to say, I never won around, but, you know, I learned throughout the years. So um, my all my kids were, our kids were raised at the track. It's a great family, uh, you know, sport that all of them can do that, but that's where we started 
and that was a long time ago. Twenty when I was twenty. How long ago was that? <laughs> Damn near forty years. Yep. It's when Jesus was a baby. That's how long. Yeah, long time ago. Long time ago. I actually got my start um, driving in circles. Believe it or not, we uh, we started racing as a family. My brother and I, when we were uh, six years old, racing quarter midgets at uh, Oak Lane Racetrack. So we did uh, we did the quarter midget thing for a while um, until uh, we got about. 12, 13 years old, and then, you know, stick and ball sports kind of took over from there. And then in high school, I had a 70 Camaro and used to drive down to Akko on Tuesday nights. Had a 383 in it, and we used to uh, run low. You put a Chrysler motor in that, in that Camaro? <sighs> Man. Chrysler motor. 383, right? <laughs> That's right. I'm just saying. John, have a good one. I told you, my dad. I basically grew up at Akko. My dad would yep. there every day he possibly could. And uh, I'm, <laughs> my family says I'm obsessed. Uh, when I was little, I used to make race car noises, and that's how I put myself to sleep, my mom said. Hmm. Um, but I've been going there since I was two months old, and anytime I can go to the track, I'm there. Yeah, I remember when you were little guy. Little guy, yeah. What? <laughs> my mom dragged me, my brother, and my sisters to every roundy round track that they could find Friday nights, Sunday nights through the whole summer, Canada, Pennsylvania. We went to every dirt track out there, and shit, that shit was way too expensive. When I got old enough to buy a race car, it was going to be a drag car. It wasn't going to be. I wasn't going to be on the track with 20 other wackos. I sat enough of them on it with 101, like Ronnie over here. And you guys, that's enough, man. That's how I started in this stuff. Yeah, ironically enough, I'm still friends with a lot of the guys I, I coordinated races. Big block modified, dirt track, and I'm the only one that uh, wisened up and decided to start driving. Freddy's back. Hey, Freddy. Where'd you go, Fred? How'd you start your day? <laughs> Where you been at, buddy? Well, mine's kind of an interesting story, and for any young people out there, street racing is not, I don't recommend it to anybody, but uh, I street raced. Um, I had one of the car. well, I'll go back up. My dad was a cop in the town that I lived in, so um, I always had big tires, wheelie bars, parachutes on the car, driving on the street, and uh, never knew what a racetrack was. Um, my dad was a cop. Threw me out of the house a few times, you know, because I was a you know, street racer, and I grew up in the streets of Philadelphia street racing my whole life. Um, 1983, um, I hooked up with a friend, a mutual friend, and... Uh, he said, hey, let's come to English Town, and uh, ended up in English Town, and I said, man, this, this ain't no fun. I didn't make no money, so I went back to street racing for a few more years, and then uh, I met him down the end, down there, Proctor, and a few other guys that were, were racing on the track, and decided that this was better to do. So, yeah, I started street racing. That's how I started. Ready? Um, made my first pass in, I think, 1987 in a six-cylinder Nova. I think I went 18-3. And uh, my father drag raced when he was a kid, so he's like, oh, you got to try it. So I did it, and then I got into the motorcycles hard, and I started doing, uh, I don't know, back then it was, uh, I think a TBR 1000, going 11s, and then a VMAX with nitrous and this, and been 950s back in, I think, oh, God, 91. And then he was like, oh, you should do a car. So I, I bought that blue uh, blue bomber eight years ago. This is the eighth year I've been racing. And they're like, oh, you should run top sportsman. I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, all right, got to spray nitrous. I'm like, I have no idea how to do that, but I'm going to try it. Seven's ever since, and 
Yeah, it's it's they, they bit me. It's like it's all you wrote. Needle in. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's all you wrote. And next thing you know, it's you know, I mean, eight years later, I'm I'm happy at it. with what I'm doing, yeah. and you know, I I got the tracks. As everybody knows, that thing is unbelievable. It's a missile. Me and Glenn are gonna do a heads up race, <laughs> and uh, it's crazy going. You know. You think three tenths, four tenths, a half a second makes that big difference. It's it's like eternity compared to the other car. I mean, I go seven sixties in the Nova. I feel like I'm making a sandwich, mm-hmm. and I go six seventies, which you know, what are you talking nine tenths of a second? It's not even a second, and it feels like it's a total oh, different car. It's, it's unbelievable. And then last week I went six fifteen at two twenty four, and I was like, I thought I was rotating the earth. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, you were talking when it comes down to this type of magnitude, it's a big difference. So. uh yeah, I admit, I'm I'm new to this stuff, but uh, I jump kind of both feet first, and here I am, and I'm having a blast. Absolutely. These guys are, you know, they're great. You're great to hang out with. And everybody, like you said, Ronnie said it earlier, these guys all said it. This group is just, it's awesome. It's phenomenal. If I know i got to race Eddie tomorrow and I need a hand, he'll be helping me, or vice versa. Yep. It's the way it works, and it's the way it should be. We're not circle jerks. We don't just go around and beat each other up and yeah. smashing parts because we want to be here for the next week. You know, it's the way it works. It's cool. It really is. It's uh it's really, it's really been a good time. You That's know? the best part of this class. I mean, I've raced since the late '90s a variety of different classes, and I think that I've I found my niche. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, just look around. I mean, you have a variety of different guys, you know, all ages now, and uh, you you're on Social Security, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't kidding. I'm still not as old as the man down there yet. So. That's right. <laughs> Y'all keep up sometimes. All right, Kelly, I what's, wish the next would... one? what's your next one here? Um. Well, I think my other one's a good one to finish on. So, Rob, do you have? Well, um, the last one that I was going to add is that if you read some of the message boards, either Yellow Bullet or Class Racer or whatever, you know, whatever your preference is or was, everybody talks about doom and gloom. And it, uh, drag racing is, is, is done. It, it, it's run its course. It's, it's, you know, falling down or was. There's nobody coming to see the cars anymore. Nobody, we're not in a car culture or was. I mean, we do have a lot of some youth or was that's running out here now. I mean, it, I mean us three right here. I mean, you know, we all race for us, but basically because our fathers or mothers brought us into the sport. Um, what is your thought? I guess like what could we do as a racing culture to get people more involved? Or it was I mean, you know, you see division races. You've been to Norwalk for a division race. You see how packed the stands get. Was you know Maple Grove two weeks ago. Nothing. 200 people, maybe. Right. I mean, you know, so uh, what is your thoughts, I guess, on, like, how we can make this for, you know, our our family, our children, or was it actually continuing? Well, my, uh, uh, I had, we had, we have uh, five kids, hers, mine, and ours. Two of them are still into heavy racing. They're, they're really, uh, you know, they're weekly racers and, and race and uh and they're raising their kids at the track just like we did. I don't think racing's for everybody, especially on a, you know, it, it's uh, somebody has to bring somebody in. You know, I don't I don't know the, the answer to get spectators in. You know, uh, I like the, like when we were talking about the PDRA, my preference, that's my preference on spectating, you know, that, that kind of cars. And uh, I would stand at the fence and watch Top Sportsman all day long, but I know the class, and but to stand there and watch a, uh, a throttle stop class, oh my God, you know, you know, and, and it's just a, you understand. Right, but, 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 but when you're into that, 
I know it's really, really <laughs> I know it's really, really, really technical, you know, when you're into that. But to be a uh, a fan class, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, I, you, you know, it Ron, just isn't there, you know. I, I think the sport, if you look at it, it's still pretty lively. I mean, regardless of oh, how yeah. you look. The problem is, and I've, I've had, and I'm sure, Rob, you know, everybody's had this conversation with track owners. When you have a family and, you know, being involved with uh, fast riding the dirt track uh, end of it, they start their racing 6 o'clock at night for the purposes um, not fast Freddy Ramer. <laughs> fast Freddy Ramer. So when you, look, when you look at a family, um, and I use this example because my uncle brought their kids and everybody. Well, what happens is they come at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. They sit in the heat. Now, mind you, they're under, you know, they're in a canopy and stuff like that. But if you have a family that comes and sits in the stands at 12 o'clock and racing ends at 4 or 5. Now you got a family you just spent all this money with. What do you do? What do you do the rest of the night now? They're out for the night. So PDRA works so well because it's a nighttime race. The fans come in 12. They can come in anytime. But the racing starts at dinner time. So you go out and have dinner and you take your family out to like go into a movie. Drag racing, you start at 8 o'clock in the morning and you're done. People are like, well, hell, I can't even get my kids out there at 8 o'clock in the morning. So it's, if you want to bring spectators, it's about entertaining the people. If you look at NASCAR and what uh, Bruton does down there at the, at the Coca-Cola 600, I mean, he had, you know, full and it started late at night. You start doing this stuff at 8 o'clock in the morning, Yeah, I ain't coming, I ain't coming to no race at 8 right. o'clock in the morning. We ran the final last week, midnight. Yeah, midnight. Midnight right. at night. Now, you yeah. got one to extreme, but you still, you, my point but, is, yeah, the yeah, stand, yeah. but the people, they, the people they, were there. You know, absolutely. They, they, they absolutely had to You just can't bring a family out and spend $70 and, and go home <coughs> at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and then the kids are like, now what, Dad? You know, we want to do something. Now you got to spend more money to take them out. Now you're, you're like, well, we either go racing at 8 o'clock in the morning or we go to the movies later on the night and dinner. So your fan base just doesn't come out. You know, I mean, yeah, but just, you take a place like this, they can't do that. No, you no, know? no, but I'm just talking about the because we run the one-dayers, you know, right. stuff like that. National events are totally right. different game. I mean, that's, no, I'm talking about the, the, the facility itself. You're not running here at no midnight. At no, night, no, but know? I mean, Maple Grove, you don't, right. you know, I mean, it, well, I, don't know, I, I don't know the answer. answer. I don't know the, the full answer to it, but like on your, just one, like you, you've got 90 spectators. I've been to sprint car racing. And I'll tell you what, you can't get in some of them stands because they start at 6 o'clock at night and they run until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and it's packed. You go to Lebanon Valley. Yeah. When you, you, right. know, when you yeah. go to Lebanon there Valley you for the division race, there you, go. you go there at nighttime on Saturday yeah. night. 6 o'clock. I mean, the line, the line is packed mm-hmm. out up the street or was, and it's like, like all money. But you try yeah. to get somebody to go to the racetrack and watch drag racing at 8 o'clock and sit in them stands at 12 noon when it's 90 degrees out. We as racers, we don't want to race at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but we have to. But I, I just think there's there's more out there to do. It's just a matter, you know. I'm not a promoter, so I don't know what the answer is. I think keeping up with the mainstream too. I mean, being a school teacher, I constantly, you know, see different people every year. You know, different parents and families, and you know, when they hear that I drag race, they talk about drag races. It's it it always amazes me how many people can identify with TV shows like Street Outlaws. And then last year I went out with uh, with a couple friends of mine out to Keystone Dragway out, out in Pittsburgh um, to help out with an alcohol funny car that was getting paid to make some exhibition passes. Well, they had John Andrade out there from Street Outlaws. 
They could care less about the funny cars running down that track. But he did nothing TV. but sit at a table like this oh, and sign media. autographs all day, sell T-shirts, and there was 15,000 people around him. I actually have a race set up uh, July the 1st with Kai Kelly right. at Hagerstown, Maryland. And that'll be packed. Crack your ass. Absolutely. You're going to crack that ass. Crack that ass. No, I said I wasn't going to bet Well, maybe anybody, doing the same thing. But, yeah, yeah. The Rumble. I'll be happy to have a wager on that. I'm prepped to prep. But the problem is, if you start that race at 8 o'clock in the morning, I don't care what you do. I don't care who you have. Nobody's in five stages. My, I only got a little six thirty three forward left. Hey, are you, you under the police school of that eight inches? Because if you are, I'm sorry. He gave me credit though. He said that was eight inches. Yeah, <laughs> he gave me some credit. But anyhow, that that is going to pack that place. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. But I guarantee you, I'll start at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. I have inspectors. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be the afternoon race. But yeah. it will be like mm-hmm. four o'clock, right. five o'clock. It'll start. But I, I have people yeah. that that you know. Hey, I heard you race. Yeah. You know of blah, 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 you know, and talking about this street outlaw, they know nothing of drag racing. Right, that's what I get all the time. they see that crap. They know TV. As I won't say I that said, crap, as but, as you know. As soon as I say it's yeah. somebody it's out race, it's all like street yep. outlaws, like that kind of racing, and I'm like, yep. well, similar. I said, I'd be happy to do a crap with that. No problem. You're going to cry when he beats you that shit. You don't beat you, right? Matty, you don't care, just like no. he don't care. No. You're getting paid. Yeah, I'm getting paid, and I'm going to crack his ass on top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so I can That's turn around and go. That's what Jensen did. There'll be no yeah. parts because you got to try to beat a Chevy now. There ain't no Chevy to start with. Oh, here we go. It's hey, a it. You don't got enough time on the radio for this Exactly. Topic. It's a it. You got no enough time. You right. made enemies with the side right. right. That was him. That was him talking about don't that bull boring don't stuff. Don't start with that because <laughs> shit will be flying. Oh. Okay. Hey, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, and I've said it on the radio, or it was the throttle stop racing is, is very boring if you watch it from the starting line. Right. It was. You go do top it. end. Do you go it. top do end. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. it, number one. Do it, number one. Is, it's, it's, the a, it's, a whole, it's a whole different <laughs> animal. It Trust is me. the worst, man. Especially if you try something like what we do. Like, and we you know, top and stop it, which like even makes even more people crazier right. was because we go 125 miles an hour or was, and somebody's going 170 trying to catch it. It's right. like a slow car. I'd, dude, that's I'd why I've never been rather, into a stop. I would rather dial in a six-second car off the trailer than do that throttle stuff, stuff that I do with my wife. By the end of the day, I need to lay down. Because the numbers are in my head. I'm like a freaking basket case. I'm just because it's perfect. 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 schedule. Um, 
Maple Grove. Going to miss uh, the Rumble, unfortunately. I have my uh, my daughter uh, Stella first dance recital, so I have to do the dad thing and uh, and be there for that. Um, but then uh, Super Chevy. Lebanon, I'll be at Lebanon. Um, probably go up to Epping to be myself from last year. <laughs> Nightmare that was. Um, but yeah, run the, run the rest of the regional schedule and then uh, some some races in between. Some of the stuff that Ed puts on up at Maple Grove, and uh, probably go to uh, Dmax in uh, September. John, do the rest of the regional races. Uh, some local bracket races. Do some big money stuff, hundred thousand dollar races, and then do a couple of those things. Then uh, I'll come September, October, see where the points are, and if I have to drive out to Vegas, then I'll drive out to Vegas. Sure, we're going to drive Rob too. If you want to go, <laughs> forty-eight hour drive. Yeah. Vegas, yeah, that's not, not a bad place to end off. Though after forty-eight hours, if you end up in Vegas, right. we'll forty-eight hours doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll just probably do whatever we feel like doing. We get up in the morning. If we really go racing, we go racing. Vinny's good, you know. He just you he, yeah, he doesn't care. He just says you want to go, we go. You know, so that's what we don't make no plans until that's what I need. The day sugar before. daddy, like Glenn's got. Daddy's sugar a man. Daddy. That man yeah. can cook. Um, you got a sugar mama? What are you talking Wait about? Wait tomorrow. Sugar daddy. You got a sugar mama? You're good. I got a honey. <laughs> sugar honey. Yeah. Vinny brought a freaking guy paid somebody to come in with a trailer that and was, cook the Italian awesome, food. They said a hundred. That's people. what I flew in. I flew you in. This guy actually I flew, flew in. into the racetrack for Vinny's food. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ate and then flew out of here. Yeah. Thanks for the lunch. Oh, we gotta go. <laughs> Where are you going, Freddy? Where are you going, Freddy? Um I wanna do some visual stuff. I wanna uh I wanna take my ladder. That fat thing I got and go to a little PDRA, some dabble because I'm in the 390s now, so I should be in the 380s with the Mickeys. Um, my Janie sponsored cars. Whenever he wants me to go, I'm going. So uh, we're going to make this thing happen, and uh, we got three to pick from. So whatever it takes is where we're going to go. Lynn wants to drive your Nova, dude. You can buy it, and I'll she buy back whatever's left. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, listen, everybody here, no matter where we go, we're fortunate to do what we do. We all love what we do. Absolutely. God graces us to do this stuff. Uh, financially, it's a burden, but no matter what we do, we find the means, the how, whatever it takes, we do it. Oh, it's a sickness. It, it's a drug. Listen, I, I, work in the prison, I work in the prison system. I see drug addicts. I see drug dealers. This is way worse than that shit. I'll tell you right now. We will sell the teeth out of our heads, the shoes off our feet. Probably a whole lot cheaper. Way cheaper. The aftermath is way worse because you have to see me in prison. But after that, it's all good. Well, I'm doing Johnny Carson, Carol Burnett. Hey, Paul Mitchell. I got a race. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Oh, I got a race. We're not talking about sex life. I got a race with Murder Nova. Then I'm going to. Then I'm going. Vegas, <laughs> but no, no, I'm uh, it's just it's local race. You're going where the wife told you to go. Yeah, oh, that's true. Okay, that's true. You talk about a sugar mama. <laughs> no, I'm sure that came up. Did that come up? Oh, did I bring it up for the first time? Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't come up at all in this conversation. So you didn't get there yet. Well, after that, jump on it. But now I'm just going to do some local stuff. Sportsmen that got, you know, that get to set at home all day long and work his butt off. 
to him. We don't know yet. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Bye, 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 Bye. 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 So I know a lot of the guys are getting ready to uh, want to go get something to eat. So uh, since we're about 8:30 or so, Chris, you're still there. I don't know if you are or not. Uh, I, I hear you. Have any questions for any of these gentlemen? No, I. You guys damn near covered everything I think I could ever think of, and then some. Uh, but the most important thing is, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you for taking the time out of your evening to come on and shoot the bull with us and Rob and Kelly and you know talk about everything that's going on in Top Sportsman, and uh, you guys do a damn good job of representing. So, thank you again. And it really is you.